Hello there and welcome to episode 19 of At Home with Refni. I'm really glad you're here. Today we're talking about how to choose a selling agent to sell your property. In my experience, a lot of buyers are also sellers. So I'd love to talk through how best to make sure you choose the agent that's right for you and that is going to do the very best job of selling your valuable asset. Because as we all know, one agent is not the same as the other. And while in my experience, I've met great, the majority of agents I meet are great, but there are still some agents who aren't so good or perhaps they just aren't as well resourced from an office point of view. And from your point of view, you need the very best of all worlds. So the first thing I'd suggest is that you do go ahead and invite three agents out to value your home. Um, it's common practice for this to happen. And sometimes people are a bit reluctant. They think, oh, sure, look, one agent will do. But if you have three agents out, you're going to get three separate professional eyes over your home um, three separate bits of feedback about the strengths and perhaps the weaknesses of your house. Two, uh, you'll have you'll get the, each professional's sense of the uh, market for your particular type of property, what price they think it will fetch, perhaps a recommendation as to what price to guide it at. So it's no harm for you to get three different approaches to the sale of your house because it's going to be very clear, I'd say, after meeting the three agents, which one stands out a mile for you. So how to choose the three agents? I'd recommend that you pick someone who has shown you a property recently and perhaps you've liked their energy, their professionalism, um, just their personality. Why not pick them as one? Uh, secondly, I'd suggest you pick an agent who is local to you. Um, not only will they, not only may they have more local knowledge, um, it's probable that they will, but also they're physically closer to your property. So that if someone phones at 10 on a Tuesday morning and wants to see the property that day, it's more likely that this agent who's close by will be able to facilitate such a request. And thirdly, I would suggest that you ask a friend who sold a house recently if they'd recommend their agent. So now that you've found um, your three agents to, uh, ask out to value the house. I don't think it would be a bad idea for you to road test them a little bit. E.g. have a look on each of their three websites. Pick a property that you like the look of that they're selling and phone up and ask about the property. Um, put yourself in the position of someone who'd like to view it and ask them the kinds of things you'd like to know. E.g. can you see it in the next two or three days? Is it possible to make a viewing appointment? Are there any bids on it? Um, is it currently rented? That kind of question, are they're all reasonable questions for you to ask. And you'll get quite a sense of how the agent operates just by making that phone call. For example, they may not even answer their phone. You may just get put straight through to a voicemail and you probably won't be happy with that service if that's the case because it means any potential bidders or viewers wanting to see your property will also get put through to a voicemail. If you get, if you can actually get um, clear communication with the receptionist, not every receptionist has the best of English and it can be hard. Sometimes the communication barrier starts straight away at that point of making a call. Um, and also sometimes receptionists 
don't know any information about the property, aren't able to tell you the current bids and the agent isn't in the, in the office and doesn't phone you back. So that can be a frustrating experience. So let's assume that you road test each of the three agents and you keep going until you found three agents that you do like the feel of and that you are happy with um, from an initial contact point of view. So I suggest you schedule the three valuation visits for the same day. It simply means that you'll only have to tidy your house once. You'll only have to be waiting around at home for agents to come once. And it also means that when you have one valuation visit after another to your house by each of the three hopeful agents, you have all your property questions top of mind because we all know each day is different and you're not necessarily in the same form one day as you are another in terms of remembering all the questions you want to ask the agent. So if you have them one after the other, you should be quite on top of all the issues that uh, are associated with the selling of your house. So now the day has come that the, you're going to have your house valued. Uh, my advice to you is that in advance of them walking in your door, you have a bit of a think about your own property. What, you know it better than anyone else and you'll know yourself what the strengths of your particular property are and the weaknesses. And you'll also be aware of the strengths and weaknesses of the particular location that you're in. So you should be expecting that the agents who come in to value your house are reflecting these issues back to you. It's not up to you to tell them about them, the issues. It's kind of up to you to listen out to see, is the agent aware of the kinds of things? So what am I talking about? Well, let's say you live in a semi-detached house in quite a large estate and you're having an agent out. Well, you may know that your property is one of the few on your block that is has a particularly private aspect. Perhaps the front of your house faces the side wall of another property, so you're not overlooked to the front, whereas perhaps all the other houses on your row are overlooked to the front. A good agent will spot that and will see it as an advantage, and you should be waiting for them to spot that at the valuation. Or perhaps you are on a plot size that's particularly big for your estate. So again, you should be watching out for that to register with the agents. Perhaps you have done a particularly good job on your kitchen and you've got top of the range fitted appliances or induction hobs or swanky bath um, furniture and fittings, bathroom furniture and fittings. These are all things that an agent should be picking up on uh, or perhaps you've an excellent orientation. So in advance, it's no harm for you to figure out what are the strengths and weaknesses of your own property. So obviously, when, when you're deciding who to deal with, you'll have your agents in one after the other and you'll know who's on time, who can look you in the eye, who has a good handshake, who do you feel comfortable with. So an agent should take a good while to look around the property. They should be interested in what they're seeing, as in walk into the bathrooms, um, walk into the bedrooms to see. An agent should take a good bit of time 
to look around the property. They should be interested in perhaps the potential to convert the attic if the attic hasn't been converted. They should be interested in the potential to extend at the back or at the side if that hasn't already been done. They should be looking at the finishes and admiring or noting that there is indeed a wooden floor or cornicing or particularly good fireplaces or that you've replaced the windows recently or that um, the kitchen has very good appliances. These are the kinds of things that will sell your house for you. So the agent should be picking up on this and should be reflecting it back to you. Equally, um, you should be, uh, the agent should be feeding back to you some of the perhaps negatives or drawbacks about your house. Not in a negative way, but simply in a way that shows you they understand the issues in the market. E.g. perhaps you have a driveway that has a particularly steep drive. So they may wonder is that a hard one to park on during a frosty day um, and has that affected their own use of the house. You may have a huge big tree close to the house. An agent will ask you uh, if, if you've had any negative feedback from the neighbours about it or how do you plan to trim it in advance of a viewing. Um, they should talk to you as well as all the strengths and negatives of the property, they should also be talking through any permissions you may need in advance of the sale of your property. E.g. have you got planning permission for that extension? Have you got planning permission or a builder's cert for that attic conversion? A well experienced agent will know that these are the kind of issues that your own house sale may fall through on. So they should be looking to you for that level of information or flagging it with you. Equally, if your house is perhaps not the best orientation, perhaps it's east facing or north facing, um, an agent will point out this to you, perhaps in the sense of, well, I note your house is north facing, but it is actually very bright. The Velux windows you've put in the roof have really helped with that. So they should be live both to the negative and positive uh, qualities of your property. Also, they should be aware of the kinds of issues at, that are at play in your local neighborhood. For example, perhaps you're in a flooding area, perhaps your house has been flooded before, they should be asking you about that if so. Perhaps there's um, permission uh, to build something quite massive close by, maybe a whole housing estate is going to be built in a neighboring field. An agent should have an eye out for that and should be asking you what you know of it or your own um, understanding of any of these issues because they're all going to be relevant to the sale of your property when you go for sale. So um, then assuming you like the agent and they've made uh, impressive feedback to you in terms of your property, it's worth noting too, do they measure your property because it, it's always no harm for an agent to throw a laser measure or a measuring tape over your property to figure out are they dealing with a unusually large property or a to be expected size property. If you live say on a terraced house and on a terraced out row of houses and all of the houses usually are say 70 square meters but you have a particularly big extension the agent by measuring it will realize the extent to which your house stands apart from the other houses and given that a rule of thumb is that the bigger the house the more valuable 
the size of your property will help them determine the value they're going to place on your property too. So it's never any um, bad thing if an agent actually measures your house very roughly while they're there at the valuation visit. So let's say you like them and um, they've made a good impression and you're not ready to throw them out the door just yet and you're going to sit down and do uh, talk business. So if you find that you like them, you're probably disposed to, well disposed to hearing what they've got to say. Firstly, in terms of the valuation of your property and secondly, in terms of fees. So in terms of valuation, an overall rule of thumb for every agent is that they all want to tell you a high figure because they all know you want to hear a high figure. It's only human nature that an agent who tells a, a vendor their house is worth a million is more likely to get the property to sell than an agent who tells the vendor their house is worth 750,000. So you've got to be wise to the fact that agents are more likely not in all cases, but in most cases, they're more likely to tell you a higher value than perhaps they really think is realistic to achieve. So this is where you need to look for nitty gritty hard evidence. Um, most agents, if they're good, will bring out some comparable evidence to the valuation so that they can show you three properties in your locality that are comparable to yours that have sold within the last 12 months and how your own property relates to these. Is it a better version or a slightly worse version, a bigger or smaller version, a better oriented, a less well oriented house? So the agent should have information at their fingertips that allows you really feel comfortable that they know what they're talking about and are basing their values on some good hard evidence. And if they can't show you that evidence, it's perfectly reasonable in my view for you to ask them. Otherwise, you've no idea how they come to that conclusion of your value. So assuming you're happy enough with them so far and the value, then you're likely to talk about fees. So in my experience, fees are completely negotiable and a rough rule of thumb is I don't expect that you should pay more than 1% to sell your property. Um, I also think you're going to be asked by the agent to pay for marketing costs. These are the this is an upfront payment somewhere usually between 500 and possibly up to 1200 depending on what uh, the marketing plans are for your property. But an agent is usually likely to ask you to pay for them upfront because they have to uh, pay for signage outside your house, for mm -hmm. a listing on my home, for color brochures, for professional photography and for floor plans. And just while we're talking about it, I do think it makes sense for you to get professional photography and to get floor plans done of your house because the professional photographs will get people, will get more viewers in your door and the floor plans will help your viewers compare your property with another property they've gone to see when they've forgotten because it's very easy to forget the flow of a house once you've left it. So, I do think it's worthwhile doing good photos and getting floor plans done. And at the point where you're discussing these fees and these marketing expenses, I think it's worth remembering that you want to be dealing with a good negotiator. So someone who caves in straight away on their fee or on the marketing costs 
is not exactly showing you that they're a good negotiator. And remember, you're going to need someone who's kind of strong and well able to deal with the bidding and the negotiations when they go ahead to sell your property on your behalf. So it, to me, it makes sense that if they're not good at negotiating for their own good fee, and their own marketing expenses with you, then how confident can you be that they're going to be good at negotiating on your behalf? However, I do think it makes sense and it is only fair for the vendor to pay for the marketing costs of their property up front. A lot of agents don't insist that you do that. I mean, they want you to do it, but they'll possibly back down on it if it's the choice between getting the property to sell and not getting the property to sell. But I think, really an agent should be able to negotiate that quite strongly with you and that you do pay for your marketing costs because there's no it's not really fair for them to be out of pocket so let's say you have asked them for their values and you have negotiated their fee a good litmus test of whether the agent really believes the value they've given you for your own house is when you ask them what kind of asking price do you think we should put on the property? So let's say the agent has told you he or she thinks you're going to get say a million for your property. Well, if they suggest putting the mar the property on the market at something like 795 or 835, it probably means they're not totally sure you will get a million. It probably means they think that a million is at the higher end of what you're likely to get and that you're more likely to get something like 900 or 895 so uh, that's kind of a way of cross-checking whether they believe the value they've given you as a selling price in the first place so um then i think finally one thing a good agent will do is to help you figure out when is the best time to sell your property um, and usually when the blood is up and you want to sell you basically just want to sell now however sometimes depending on the property there may be a slightly better time to sell than others e.g as i mentioned earlier if you've got a very steep drive up or down to your house you probably don't want to sell that during the winter months like december or january where there's likely to be frost on the ground and where people's attention will be drawn to the steepness of the drive um, equally if you've got a very nice garden and full of snowdrops and daffodils it might be worth hanging on an extra month or two so that viewers can see the garden at its best. So just those kinds of things. An agent should be thinking about that. So um, they should also be asking you uh, to alerting you to the fact that there will be some paperwork to get in order e.g it's no harm for you to get a solicitor right now and to get that solicitor to request your title deeds from the bank if that's where they're being held because you're going to need them in due course and it can take a while so you'll be alerted to that if they're if the professional is doing a good job working with you um also the agent should draw your attention to the fact that if you've done any building work on the property you'll need to have certification or sign-offs from builders or architects um, or planning you need a copy of your planning they'll probably also be telling you you'll need to get a BE or cert done so these are the kinds of things that you should be hearing from an agent who's going to do a good job selling your property so I hope you find that these thoughts have been useful to you 
as you make up your mind about appointing an agent. And if you are thinking of buying a property and you think you'll need some help doing it, well then I'd be delighted to hear from you. I work with busy people who want to buy a property and who want to get it done in the minimum length of time. I tend to work on a three month contract and my number is 087-257-4573 and I'd be delighted to hear from you. Thank you for listening.